Monday, September 18th, 2023, in the first episode of the 2023-2024 athletic year for Wheaton College. Um, really happy to be back. Season 2, episode 1 here of the Wheaton Watch. As your, um, as always, I'm your host, Jackson Walsh. We're about uh, a little over, oh, I'd say close to three weeks into the Division three fall season. Um, applying to all the sports going on right now, Wheaton College, that kicked off back on September 1st for regular season games. So 18 days in, and um, this episode really doesn't have a guest on it, just is going to look into all the action so far, get you caught up what's going on in Wheaton Athletics right now. And uh, there's a lot to dive into, so we'll do that right away. We're going to start off with looking at maybe the... Um, team that's on the best run on campus right now, and it's the volleyball team. Uh, Wheaton Women's Volleyball, 7-1 and one right now as they start up conference play tomorrow night. They were 6-0. and oh. uh, They lost to Plymouth State inside Emerson Gymnasium this Saturday, 3-0, uh, for taking their first loss of the year. But to go just over two weeks into the season without having a loss, that's a testament to how strong this team is in the 2023 campaign. They kicked off the year back on September 1st. They went uh, up to Oswego, New York, had a tournament up there, faced off against Utica, took them down 3-1. to one. Then Oswego State took them down 3-1 to one and then swept Marywood University 3-0. Followed it up on September 8th. That was a Friday with a 3-2 win. That was the home opener over UMass Dartmouth. Then after that, won three more in a row. Um, University of St. Joe's of Connecticut, they played them out in Poughkeepsie, New York. That was hosted by Vassar, 3-0 in that one. And then that very same day, Saturday, September 9th, took down Vassar, 3-2. And after that, a statement win on the road yet again, 3-0, a sweep over Amherst College. And then that brings you up to date with that loss on Saturday against Plymouth State. They'll have four conference games in a row coming up. First one tomorrow night on the road in Springfield. That's a 7 o'clock start. And then Saturday up north at Wellesley, another road game. Then back-to-back home games. Um, September 26th, that's a week from tomorrow. Tuesday, home against Coast Guard. And then Saturday, September 30th against Babson at home. So volleyball in a really good spot right now. Six and uh, Seven and one, excuse me. And the roster makeup and really who's having success on this team is why I personally think is a big reason they've had a lot of success. They're having contributions from upperclassmen and lowerclassmen night in, night out. It's not just one or two players that are consistently carrying the load for Craig Letourneau's team. It's a really good mixture of it. You know, take, for example, you have your seniors, Juliana Flack, uh, Megan Kelleher, playing some excellent volleyball right now. Then just for example, you bounce back down, you have your sophomore Selena Hen and Sydney Lyon playing really well um, to go alongside the seniors. And that's that dynamic that really forms a team and you just see success coming from these different areas of the team. And that is always going to end up leaving you in an area where it's going to be more W's than L's. So I'm really impressed with what they've done so far. Uh, It's been a bounce back year for them so far after a tough start to begin last year. And they have themselves set up to make a really good run in the new Mac. And it's going to it's going to be a key start over the next two weeks with these four new Mac games in a row before 
they have that break in between Numac competition where they'll face off against Gordon. On the same day, they face off against Babson. And I, it's just, they're in a really good spot, and I think they'll have some success come Numac time, which starts up tomorrow on the road against Springfield at 7 o'clock. We'll now move over to men's and women's cross country to take a look at that. They actually, um, this is for both men and women, ran yesterday at the UMass Dartmouth Invitational, hosted by UMass Dartmouth, obviously, down in North Dartmouth, Mass. And there's no results or recap up on the athletic website for that. So don't have anything to talk about for yesterday, but we can look at their season opener which was back on september 2nd that was a home meet in attleboro and it was the ninth annual wheaton and babson senior opener uh season opener excuse me and saw good results more on the woman's side team wise they just barely barely lost to babson you want to have the lowest score in cross country and babson came away with it on the woman's side with 35 points and then just a tick behind them was Wheaton College with 36. They're led by the sophomore Jazz Vanderhoof, who came in second place overall, and also having a lot of success in her season. Uh, senior season was Julianne Moore. She finished 10th overall uh, to catapult Wheaton to that second place finish. It wasn't just Wheaton and Babson. You had four other schools competing as well, so it really was a great showing for the women's team. The men's team finished fifth in the Wheaton Babson season opener. Um, highlight for them was Kai Hillier, the sophomore out of Vermont. He took second place overall. Him and Vanderhoof, the two sophomores, have really been a powerful combo for both respective sides of their cross-country teams, just absolutely putting on great showings anytime they're out in a race, and they really, really proved themselves there that it wasn't going to be some sophomore slump. Second place overall. On the women's side for Vanderhoof and on the men's side for Hillier. So hopefully you can check out those results of yesterday's race at the UMass Dartmouth Invitational soon. Maybe we'll see those on the website. Uh, for now, next up, they'll be at Keene State, both men and women, September 30th. That'll be an 11 a.m. start up in Keene, New Hampshire on the 30th for both men and women's cross country. The Wheaton field hockey team currently sits with a 3-3 three and three record under head coach Brooke Marshall. Um, they started off conference play yesterday with an 11 a.m. start at home against Wellesley. That did not go their way. They dropped that one 2-1. Uh, all four goals coming in the second half. It was 1-1 one one after the third period and then it was a f one lone fourth quarter goal for Wellesley put them on top of Wheaton to take that one two to one. So Wheaton zero one in conference play. Wellesley gets out to a one and zero start. Wheaton still in a pretty good spot at three and three. They dropped their last two, but that one uh, before Wellesley was a tough one on the road at Endicott, a four to one loss. But then some really commanding wins: six to one over Nichols, seven to nothing over UMass Dartmouth, in which Onda Brown, the senior, had a hat trick, three goals in that game. Open up the season with a 3-2 loss against Western New England on September 1st, and then a bounce back with a 1-0 win over Fitchburg State right after that. And um, it's 
really been a great showing by the junior Lydia Godro so far this season. I mean, she's virtually been scoring in every game so far this year. She's putting up really, really good numbers. And she's got four goals so far in the year. And that hat trick game from Onda Brown really sent her up the stat line. She's got a team leading five goals. Allie Slicer, the first year, has four goals. So those have been the three top scorers for Wheaton so far this year. And they're still in a good spot. I mean, 0-1 in conference play isn't ideal, but it's still so early in conference play is what matters so much. But the problem is the next conference game is going to be – the next two conference game games are really going to be tough ones. You have uh, this coming at Saturday on the road at Babson, and then the week after that, Saturday the 30th, they're hosting MIT, probably the top two teams in the conference this year. You can make the argument for that. They have been the top two over the last couple of years in my time at Wheaton, and those are always very, very tough games for anybody, not just Wheaton in particular. Uh, they have had great goalkeeping for the third consecutive year. Emma La Preziosa, the senior, has been fabulous in goal last week. Uh, one week to the day, actually, she was named NUMAC Defensive Athlete of the Week. So basically, goalkeeper of the week was La Preziosa. She's been fabulous in the cage for Wheaton, and that's really going to, be what this team can build off of is good goalkeeper, and then you just kind of have that momentum going down through the rest of the field. Next up, they'll have a short break. Just This is the off day right now they have. They'll be at Worcester State tomorrow night for a 7 o'clock start up in Worcester. So make sure to check that out if you can. That'll be live streaming. You can find that on WheatonCollegeLions.com just like every other game. So that It'll be a good bounce back game for them. Maybe get some little bit of momentum for them going into the weekend when they have to square up against the conference rival Babson. Both men's and women's tennis are also in full swing for kind of half of their year. They have that split fall and spring season. Um, right now for the fall season, the men's tennis team is two games in. Uh, had a great season opener September 10th at home. That was against Colby Sawyer. They played that inside the Haas Athletic Center opposed to the Clark Tennis Courts. There was weather that day. An 8-1 to win over Colby Sawyer that day. And one of the best signs of winning 8-1 to is when your 1, 2, and 3 singles are all first year. So shout out to Jamie Gallego, Jake Murray, and Paul Petro all taking home wins in their first career matches as Lions to propel Wheaton to that 8-1 to win over Colby Sawyer. That's just an awesome sign for the men's tennis team this year. Had a bit of a struggle last season, but Dan Muncy's squad looks to be in a really good spot. They played Division II Assumption University on Friday, fell in that one, but that was out of division. You can't really expect a whole ton in that. But put up a good fight against the Greyhounds up in Worcester this past Friday. Next up, they'll be on the road in West Hartford at St. Joseph, Connecticut on Saturday. That'll be a 12 o'clock start. The women's tennis team is also off to a hot start as well. They're 3-1 and one right now, and that one loss came to assumption just like the men. They have 5-4 to four win over Roger Williams, then 8-1 to one over Colby Sawyer, and then a 9 nothing sweep over Simmons. This past weekend, really carrying them has been their number one singles player, the sophomore out of San Antonio, Kara Greenlee. She's been phenomenal. Also, their number two singles player, 
Marky Mueller, and number three singles the first year out of New Hampshire, Taylor Wilson, all taking home wins this past weekend against Simmons. And, uh, sorry, this past week. They played that last Wednesday. This past weekend would have been that assumption match. But they've, they all have been stringing it together so far this season. And this is also a young core. I just said two out of those three players, the number one and number three singles player, all lower classmen or underclassmen, I should say. Um, Greenlee, the sophomore, and Wilson, the first year. So on the men's and women's side, a lot of youth and a lot of talent, and that is an awesome sign for a coach and a fan. Really excited to see what these two teams are going to do the rest of the way. Just like the men and the women will be back in action shortly. They'll be up in Boston on Thursday, 3 o'clock match at UMass Boston. It'll be their second to last one of the fall before the New England Women's Invitational Tournament, which will be held by Smith College Friday, October 6th to Sunday, October 8th out in Western Mass. So they'll have a bit of a layoff coming up, but they have that one last fall match before the New England tournament this Thursday at UMass Boston. The Wheaton women's soccer team sits at 2-3-1 and one right now, just like field hockey. They got their conference play started up yesterday. Didn't go their way, though. On their home field, they lost 3 nothing to Babson. That started at 2 o'clock yesterday, moved from Saturday to yesterday because of that incoming weather this weekend. But they have played pretty well overall so far. Um, they're down a couple of players due to injury, so they've been battling through that, but still have put up some good fights. Opened up the season with that lone tie, 1-1 to draw. September 1st on the road at Worcester State, then fell to Union 3-0, but then bounced back emphatically. Had a good little stretch um, in three games. They went 2-1, 4-1 over Roger Williams, then one nothing, uh, a one nothing loss over Middlebury, a very, very good opponent, just lost by one goal in that, and then 4 nothing over Bridgewater State. That was all before the Babson game, and... That one stretched, I got to call two of those games, the Roger Williams and Bridgewater one, and that team, they looked very good, moving fast, moving the ball well, just all around clicking, and if they play like that the rest of the season, there's not going to be many opponents that are really going to put up a strong fight with them in those two games that I was able to call in person, and they really need to just keep that tempo going and play hard, play fast, that's what... I saw this past Wednesday against Bridgewater State. I mean, 4 nothing. They blew them right out of the water. And it's just it's just been fabulous so far what Kate Wickenheiser has done. She's tied first in the New Mac in goals with five. Had t- um, three. Uh, now I'm just. Bl- she's had so many. I'm blanking on which game she had what goals in. Yeah, it was three goals. In that 4-1 to win over Roger Williams, Lily Brown chipped in with one out of her two on the season as well in that game. Brown has also been playing fantastic, the junior out of Warwick, Rhode Island. Wickenheiser, five goals, tied for first in the new Mac, also chipped in with another one against Bridgewater State on Wednesday. And another credit to their win so far this year has really came from the great play in goal from Patricia Bander up the sophomore. 
She's been absolutely phenomenal in there. Just been a wall. Had trouble yesterday. I mean, Babson is a really good opponent, and you can't really put all that on the goalie. Three goals, obviously, but she's played fabulous overall, and I hope this team has the huge bounce back they need. They have two conference games in a row before playing Endicott on Tuesday to have a break in the new max schedule. They'll have WPI at home tomorrow at 4 o'clock and then on the road Friday at Wellesley. Back-to-back huge games coming up for women's soccer to try to get over 500 in the new MAC and get a little momentum going as October is coming soon, and that's really the meat of the new MAC schedule. And now the last team to look at competing this fall is the Wheaton men's soccer team. Uh, They had a game yesterday. I'll talk about that in a minute. But going into yesterday's game, they were playing really good soccer, but they are actually winless going into yesterday. They were 0-1-3. They had draws with uh, University of Texas Dallas, St. Joseph, Maine, and Rhode Island College. That one loss was actually a pretty good game they played. It was a one nothing loss on the road to number two nationally ranked Williams College team that they had a draw with at home last year. So to not uh, win a single game going into yesterday, that was phenomenal. But surprise, surprise, first new Mac game and first win of the season for the men's soccer team. It came on their home pitch. 4.30 start, uh, unusual time, obviously, but that was pushed back because of weather. So Sunday, 4.30 kickoff and a one nothing win over Clark University to open, act, open up New Mac play. And this game was tied for a very, very long time until the 73rd minute when Max Strong came off the bench and scored Strong his first goal of the season to put Wheaton on top of Clark and take home the win. One to nothing. Uh, Michael O'Gara, I want to talk about him for a second. The sophomore goalkeeper has been tremendous so far this year. The most goals that he's let up in a game is one. That 1-1 game against St. Joe's. 1-1 against Rick. 1-0 against Williams. He's been tremendous in goal for Wheaton, only being a sophomore. Had a lot of time last year as a first year as well. But absolutely phenomenal stuff from Michael O'Gara in net. Uh, Next up. Wednesday for the Wheaton men's soccer team on the road at Brandeis, 7 o'clock start, a late one. Uh, They're not going to be back home until Sunday. It'll be an out-of-conference game, too. Three out-of-conference games in a row after playing Coast Guard in a new MAC game, obviously, on the road Saturday. So Sunday the 24th at home versus Endicott. Then they're going to have six days off. They'll be at home versus Bowdoin. And then on the road October 4th, which is a Wednesday at Salem State. So they're going to go from uh, this coming Saturday, the 23rd, all the way to October 7th without playing a game in the new Ma- in conference, a new MAC game. That'll be against WPI on October 7th. It's a bit of a funky schedule, but 1-0 in conference, and that's what matters, a chance to get to 2-0 in conference when they face off against Coast Guard on Saturday. And this team is down their best player right now. They have been since the very end of last year. Alistair Ferrier, the junior, coming off of being named co-NUMAC Player of the Year in his sophomore campaign. Um, He's been sidelined due to injury so far this year, so hopefully they get him back soon and then they just turn into a monster during the month of October, which is just like women's soccer. They just talked about the bulk of NUMAC play. 
So excited to watch them play, get on the call for a game soon. Looking forward to that. And that just about does it here for the first episode of season two of the Wheaton Watch. Fall is in full swing right now for Wheaton Athletics. Very excited. Um, I know swim and dive practice just started today, so that means winter sports is, I mean, it's just going to come on you just like that out of nowhere. Everything just happens so fast. They'll start up at the end of October. And uh, one more note in Wheaton news, obviously uh, men's basketball assistant coach Brandon Newsom left over this summer. Congratulations to him. Took a job on the staff at NYU and a very well-known name around here was just hired to replace him. Full-time assistant coach men's basketball, class of 2020 graduate Alex Debro Played a couple of years overseas, but now he's back in Norton and coaching at his alma mater under his former head coach, Brian Walmsley. So congratulations to him. Very excited to see that team in action. Always fun to watch. But right now that does it. Fall sports in a pretty good spot overall for Wheaton Athletics. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Wheaton Watch. Don't have an exact date, but can tell you that I'll be back soon. And as always, thanks for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you soon.